You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, if we were writing, it's back, guys. We're back on our group ride. Did you miss? Are you out of shape from group? No, group writing. Is that the problem? A little bit. Paper. Recovered. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I saw Sarah in Kona, but I feel like I don't know what Jocelyn and Khadija have been up to. Ooh, I started physical therapy for my foot, so I'm actually running a little bit again, which makes me so happy. Yeah, and I my watched my daughter's flag football games. I raced in North Carolina, so that's right. You just had a seventy point three. Yes, yes. How was that race? Um, it was very cold, uh, very windy. Um, but I'm really one of the athletes that I coach. He has sickle cell. Um, he finished the relay, which I was really happy about that. They told him his entire life he could never be an athlete, and he was able to bike 56 miles and run, uh, walk, run a half marathon. Wow. Wait, he did the relay, but it sounds like he did two parts of the relay. Yeah. He, okay. The, we, we um, with the swimming, it kept triggering a, a crisis uh, for him, and we weren't saying. sure what the water temperature was going to be, so we felt the safe route was to uh, a friend of mine, um, Alexis Barber and did the swim for him Got it. and then he did uh he did the rest I was really proud of him that's awesome yeah for a yeah. second I was just like wait he did more than a relay Khadijah yeah he did <laughs> he did too he wanted to do the whole thing but yeah we we made sure that I I spent so much time reading white papers about sickle cell <laughs> over the last couple yeah. of years but we were able to you know maximize his ability to 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 cycle and run and the conditions were awful I mean had he been had it been the conditions that were last year, he would have been much, much faster. But um, he did really well. I was, I was, I was more concerned about that than I was my own race. I got off when I finished. I doubled back and got my road bike and rode back out onto the run to follow him in. So I was really happy about that. How, I, how many athletes do you coach? I'm just six. I, I really, I, I only coach because I want to coach people who don't have the opportunity to get a coach or in his case there are coaches who who wouldn't take him on because he has sickle cell and the crazy thing is I've never had a coach <laughs> so I, I, I'm so I want to I'm trying to give other people what I just never had the opportunity to have but I was really I was I was I was almost in tears when he crossed yeah. the line and it wasn't even my race so yeah that's amazing um I like how you also I know you said your daughter uh the IOC just said flag football is going to be an Olympic sport in LA and your daughter's all excited. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She totally loves it when she, and she's, it's like, she's a total non-rule follower, but when she's out there on the field, I mean, she's, they're calling the plays and she's moving to position. She plays linebacker. Like my brother played. She's wow. totally into it. Yeah. Wait, is this the, the twins? Yes. The Aaliyah. Wait, Miss so Nails is she going to be old enough to be an Olympian in saying. 2028? She's aiming, she aiming at LA now? Yeah, well, see, I told her that. I said, I said Aaliyah, did you know uh, flag football is going to be a... She said, Mom, no, I'm just out here trying to have fun. Don't don't try to play me like that. You know, she used all the teenage <laughs> terms. Uh, all the teenage terms. That we, <laughs> it's just like, okay, I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just letting letting you know. Other Sarah, her daughter is also like around that age, and she let her know, um, you do do not post this on social media. Those are my boundaries, and I will not negotiate. Yeah, so I just, yeah. All these kids, wow. they're learning, <laughs> they're learning wow. all of the language. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, today we're going to talk all things Kona and recovery, and then we're going to hear about Jocelyn's uh, new desire to do uh, the Ironman World Championships, and of course, all the triathlon drama after this break. So the most important thing is, Sarah, did you get COVID coming out of Kona? Yeah, I've heard no. from a lot of people who have, and that's why I'm like worried. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm. That being said, I may have had it go. <laughs> like, maybe you're maybe the super I'm, spreader. Yeah, maybe I was yeah, probably zero. You I mean, brought it. <laughs> I went, like, how could I have like this cold and there was mm -hmm. some coughing? 
I mean, in all fairness. So, yeah, we totally gave yeah. everybody COVID. I mean, I'm not, like, shocked people got okay. COVID, right? Like, I mean, like, the rates right now and the number of people there, like, it was going to happen. Um, but also, a lot of us were just crippled by fatigue. So I was taking all these COVID tests last week, and it was like, no, you're not dying. You're just really, really tired. You're just jet-lagged and exhausted from hanging out with the crew for a couple of weeks. You guys did amazing coverage, by the way. I was the so impressed. Yes, I was listening to all the podcasts and had total FOMO. Total FOMO. So yeah, from your guys' perspective, because uh, you're like in this bubble in Kona, like you're like, I don't know what's happening in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. What did you, I mean, were you guys, did it seem like as big a deal as usual from afar? I had four friends there, so they were know. like texting me at all kinds of crazy hours and they're like, look at us. We're under, we're underwater. I saw the feisty people. Do you know any of these feisty people? I was just like, oh my God, stop texting me. It just seemed, it actually seemed more amazing than it has ever been because I usually only really follow the women. Right. And so the fact that it was like so much women's coverage, it was nothing but women's coverage just was really awesome as like a fan of the sport. Yeah, I liked it. I I liked the coverage. It wasn't, I thought it was going to be over the top with, you know, pink and flowers. For, and stuff, I for sure was wasn't. worried about that too. Yeah. 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 I was like, how am I was like, am I going to like an all women's thing? Like, is that going to be like too much feisty for me? Um, but it, I mean, obviously like women can be all kinds of things, right? They, they don't have to be pink and flowers. Yes. Was there a hair hair braiding station? Oh, I know Sarah loved it. There was a hair braiding station. That is that is accurate in the expo. Okay. Next next Kona, there has to be a set it off hair braiding station. Okay. You You don't know about the set it off braids? No. Okay. So Lucy Charles Barclay has the the battle braids. Mm -hmm. Women of color, we have what are called the set it off braids. Okay. Have you seen the movie Set It Off? No. Okay. It's not like step up, correct? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's just the straight back cornrows. Yeah. So we have to have a set it off braid station. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to say, obviously, there was, you know, there's still like a lack of diversity in triathlon. I don't think these hair braiding people could have done that. Like, I don't think that was in their repertoire. They need to bring Khadija in to like actually do the braiding. Are you good it's at it? In, it's it's all in the parts. You got to get okay. the parts right. Yeah. Noted. It was, um, I mean, Sarah, I know is super family vibe, but yeah, I will agree. Kadeem. I was like a little concerned about all women. And then I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, I like have like guy friends in triathlon. Like, I'll, like oh, I'll miss seeing the men. But I definitely, it actually, and I hadn't thought about it beforehand. It was actually really, really nice. Like not having for a whole week, like men take up space, right? Like I really, really nice, like not having, like there were, the very last day, somebody basically confronted me and wanted me to like explain systemic sexism to them. And I was like, and that was what I noticed that no one had confronted me for like a whole week to be like, oh, you know, it's always been equal. Cause that always happens, right? Like every triathlon, somebody says some shit like that to me and it like didn't happen, right? It was just like, everyone was like doing our thing. We got to do all the jobs, right? Like we got to do the announcing jobs and the media jobs. And, the, and so it was just like really nice to be like, oh, we can do all, it's Barbie land. We can mm-hmm. do everything. So my podium prediction was almost correct. Oh, yeah. Yep. I picked Lucy first, Annie second, and I thought Taylor was going to get run down for third. Um, for, and I thought she would make third. Everybody laughed third at me, place? though, because I didn't know who the third place person was. Uh, Laura Phillip. Yeah. Oh, my husband. I had her as my pick for the win. I, mm-hmm. I never heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's pretty bad. Your your podium your podium picks were very yeah. good then. You you're quite close. And you did Yeah, I super amazing, Sarah. We want yes. to hear about you and your race. <laughs> did you hear me? me? Did you Let's hear go. me? Because I was acting a fool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was acting Aww. a fool. Khadija was. We were like Aww. messaging each other Aww. all day, like, look at how good Sarah's doing. Aww. She's catching people. It was it was fun. It was fun. I mean it was hot, but like, it's Kona. It's, it's supposed to be really hot. Um, yeah, I I didn't know how it was gonna go. Uh, obviously, like, it, there was a lot more chaos going into the race than I would have liked, and um, 
I mean, mostly because Kelly came to where I was staying and I had right, to like, talk to her for like <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> now it was overall like, yeah, it's, it just, it feels so weird to, uh, to like go and have the Kona experience and then like come back and I'm like sitting in that lecture and like nobody knows where I've been like a couple days before and like all of a sudden I have to catch up on all the school I missed and yeah. it's super super weird so I haven't really gotten some time to be like hey that was that was a fun experience yeah it was also like it was like you know and I'm sure, I mean, obviously I wasn't racing this year or anything, but it had been this thing that we'd been working on for like a really, really, really long time all year, like all this effort. And I kept, as so you spent all this effort and it's like, and it ends up being amazing. It's perfect. And then, yeah, I came home and my realtor was like, how was your vacation to Hawaii? And I'm like, no, man. Like, no. This was not a vacation. Okay. Let's not get things With twisted here. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's, that's exactly what I tell people, but like, they're like, oh, tell me more about your work trip. And they're like, yeah. oh, you were in Hawaii. Well, then there's so my my practicum site at the hospital, the, the postdocs I'm working with were very unimpressed that I left for two weeks. And I'm like, no, I swear it was work trip. But they've just been like a little bitter towards me since I've gotten back. And I'm like, I'm so I swear that like this is part of my income. Like I swear they also like don't want to hear I also swear nobody wants to hear you compl- like I was like cr- so tired I was like crying one night and I was like I just don't think I can do this again. And like and nobody wants to hear you talk about Yeah no, you're tired no. from being in Hawaii. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're like, or like the people list? I work with how was your marathon? I didn't right, you're like, I no. didn't run a marathon. No. I, well I did but it it wasn't a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> But it did make me feel really good. I mean, obviously, I'm aware of all of the stats around, like, women's sports. But it also, I mean, you know, it made me feel good. Like, it's there, right? It's there. Like, more viewers in the men's race. Um, all the numbers. All the stats. All the all the vibes. The vibes. I think the athletes are so much more personable as well. Yeah. I mean, forget. I mean, I know there's all a bunch of talk about motherhood and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that lightly because I'm a mother myself. But just in general. They they just seem more personable. The the guys are kind of like you know, look at me, hear me roar, and you're like, so what? You know, I just I just feel like they're more personable. It's so funny though because like I remember last year at the Kona press conference coming out, and one of the agents saying to me, "Oh yeah, see the women, they just don't have as much personality as the men." And I was like, "No, they do. They're like pretty funny. You just have to like pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what I mean. Like you have to like like give them a second and listen to them. You know? Yeah." But that's and the you know, I hear all the time. Yeah, the I hear that the locals loved the women only. <laughs> that's been a that, whole thing. Yes, yes, because women behave better than the men. I hadn't heard that. The Iron Man crew, like unofficially or whatever, told us so they track like how many complaints go in to the city because they like obviously like try to like maintain really good. So they had way less complaints, but they also said all the complaints that the city had gotten were about men. Who were there with the like all of the complaints were like men Ooh. doing bad things yeah <laughs> men behaving badly oh that is too funny yeah which which obviously that's part of me is like funny. obviously i go down this super big hole of like well that's like a learned societal behavior right like women aren't inherently like nicer we've just been taught to be nicer and like take up less space and like you know co- abide by like societal customs and men have been told like they don't have to right like obviously at some point women will also pee in people's yards right like that will happen if we abolish <laughs> sexism but so i go down this super big hole of like what is learned and what's not but that's like nobody wants to hear that so what if they <laughs> decide to have the women always in Kona and the men always in Nice? The big, the big joke is that next year, the the big joke among like everyone has seen is that next year is going to like wreck it for Kona. That Kona is going to be like, no, <laughs> like we don't want this. Yeah. Like, I don't think they would like having only men with no women to balance it out. And they're going to be like, okay, no more, no more. It's going to be like a me. giant frat party. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens. Because obviously, like, Nice is, like, a bigger city, so it just doesn't really matter as much, right? You just get, like, sucked up into the city, so. We'll there are nice men out there that are That's... assholes. Are you going to say are. hashtag not hashtag all men? not all men. There were, there there were, were a lot, lot of, guys, of awesome yeah. guys out on yeah. the big There eyes. was a ton. I mean, I think I said this, but, like, one of the big things for me was, like, race day was, like, walking around and, like, obviously, like, like structurally the women can't be taking care of their fucking kids while they're racing right so all like so you just like literally saw 
every partner and like, sure, some of that was women, but like overwhelmingly it was like male partners or family or whatever, like carting the kids around, which I, it's not like that doesn't happen, but it was like such a massive amount that it was like, whoa, it makes me think you guys can do right. it. You can do it all the time. Come yep. on. And I heard the term when the children are with their father, he's babysitting. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. That's me super clear. Anyone, you're not babysitting. Uh Anyone, I like told my husband, I was like, well, he seems like the kind of guy who would call parenting babysitting. So I'm pretty sure we'll never be friends. Like, that's (laughs) not going to happen. So, yeah. No. Um, We do have a voicemail from Sid, or Sid talks about her Kona and Esquirrel. And then after the ad break, we will, you know, talk about the next things in triathlon. All right, Sid, you survived your trip home <laughs> from Kona. Home. I don't know where home is anymore. I'm in Spain. Is that home? I don't sure. know. Yeah. yeah. Someone's home. I, I, I don't know. You say I survived, but the first comment when you came online was like, you look fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? At, when I was in Kona, I was super retired. And one of the Ironman people said they could see it in my eyes. That you were done. Yeah, they were like, you need to go get help. I can see it in your eyes. It was funny. And we've come on to this, the big race of the last week. Um, but when we were at the pre, um, pre-race, pre I guess you call it equivalent to a press conference, but it's called Drinks with the Pros or Meet the Pros. And they were calling it like the retirement series because obviously Jan is retired. And I'm like, um, don't think I've retired yet, but obviously look like I have. <laughs> Uh, we're saying the big race of the week is obviously Scrail, which we'll talk about was, in a second. Yes. But real quick, let's just touch on Kona. Because, I mean, I know you were like, oh, you're just out of the money. But 16th sub nine on a crazy fucking year is actually very impressive. How was the day for you? It felt good on the sidelines. I liked it. <laughs> I, I mean, from a, a general... Look, I, yeah, look, I'm trying to really be hold on to the positives. I, I Yeah, I can't complain. Oh, well, you know, we're athletes and, like, you always want better and you quickly dismiss your achievements and forget of like forget how far you've come um so yes I would have liked to be in 15th or a little bit higher just from uh, not just a financial perspective um but obviously us we you know I came 10th last year and it it would have been great to sort of be a little bit closer to that but um I it was a super fast year we had a stacked field and coming off the back the, you know four and a half months ago being hit by a car and even like just a month ago or so not really sure if I was going to make it to the start line then getting 16th and having a pretty solid day I can't really complain about that so yeah pretty pretty happy I will tell you you were the only person who um joked back to me during the run oh really did I what did I say I can't even remember now okay you had lots of comments both directions oh oh, that's right I said don't ever take a fucking wild card (laughs) I remember that one what um, else did I say? Well, on the way out, like Chelsea was running with you and you were all like, oh, <laughs> that's right. Don't ever overtake Chelsea. And then like, just, she just runs past and makes it look right, easy. Right, right. Yeah. So it was funny because obviously everybody else looked um, tired. So well, everyone else was like really impressed with Chelsea running past. And I'm like, hey, I'm just, I'm still here, but she's just running a lot faster. I passed her on the bike. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> it was a fast day. It was a fun day. I mean, you know, I thought it was really, really cool yeah. to see but the most important thing is you got home for the biggest race of the year and by home I mean Girona yes for yes Segrail. that is home for the next two weeks is Girona and Segrail and we kind of basically gosh I mean you leave we left Kona with every every man and his dog on like Monday or whatever mm-hmm. it was um and where you know all the flights to everywhere in the world looks like it's just full of triathletes uh, so left Monday night, got to Spain Wednesday night. It's like two days later. It was like felt like you were traveling for three days. We were. Um, and then basically hit the ground running with the festival events that uh, Jan and Felix and the Classmark team put on here. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome. Although I would say this year was a little bit more serious than last mm-hmm. year. There were a lot of people in Lycra and tri-suits. Um, and a lot of people kind of like the egos like yeah pushing the pace a bit and I I say that jokingly because I fucking won again (laughs) so I can't really take take the piss out of everyone else because because you clearly yeah yeah. because I clearly yeah but um, the high point of your season yeah exactly you know I kind of figured that I haven't won a race this year Mm -hmm. um I haven't raced that much this year and obviously well there's no prize money but um yeah Need to get a win on the CV for uh, contracts for next year was obviously the the, uh, <laughs> the primary focus. Yeah, the primary focus, not the fact that they were sent uh, advertising burritos and a beer at the finish line. Yeah. 
So yeah. Scrail, uh, it was supposed to make it over the U.S. And we were just talking about, but you feel like it might just, you feel like the U.S. triathletes just might not be. Like, I don't know. Vibe. Yeah, I, I hope, like, it's just meant to be a super fun event. And it is really fun. It's meant to be, like, chilled, low-key. You know, there's no stress at the start line. They're serving coffee. They're serving breakfast. They're serving, serving donuts. It's very chill, like, get to the start line. And there, there's kind of, we joke about there's a race to the first swim boy or the swim buoy I'd say and then after that it's like you know it's very chill um and then you know transitions and stuff it's take your time it's full full change it's yeah coffee and stuff um this year like I said I feel there are a few more people that are a little bit more serious triathletes entering it and maybe didn't get the memo and I'm just not sure whether and I says with full respect to all the American listeners out there whether the uh, U.S. triathletes who follow Jan would would take it in the right context of uh it's just maybe a fun event but yeah yeah so yeah uh yeah it's an interesting question we'll 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 set aside the whole america triathletes for the other another day (laughs) i do think it's an awesome concept though and at the right time of year like is like just and especially i don't know i'm 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 obviously biased because it's an amazing location here and i can't work out quite where else in the world you would be able to mirror this like we swim out of the coast at Cadiz and it's beautiful and then you gravel ride a to b back over the hills back to the outskirts of Girona, and then it's a trail run back and i think it's just a, such a close-knit community here that it really make you've got unique you know like i have friends that you know the, the trail run it's 10k and basically the first 4k is uphill very steep and it's more like hiker bike um but at the top of that hill like friends are sitting at the top with an esky of beer sort of thing and like I don't know where else you find and they know everyone racing and there's just that sort of camaraderie and then you know you know at the finish line it's burritos and it's coffee but you know the cafes and the people that are serving it so there's just this real friendly friendly vibe around the place and everyone kind of knows each other and it's a local con it's a local company that put on the event and and things like that and I don't know how that translates or transfers to the rest of the world i would love to see it though because i think it is a great yeah it's a super good idea like you know like wildflower used to be more like that but it's not like, yes it's not anymore yeah yet. yeah um so so yeah uh other than but i would winning... i have to say yeah so other than me winning but i did donate my prize to a friend because she actually beat the boys out of the water She's <laughs> over there. So uh, uh Jenna Campbell, who's trains with us in uh Boulder, she actually beat Jan nice. and um Kyle Smith and I think it was it yellow uh did it was it yellow that was racing? One of the ITU boys was racing One as ITU well. Boys. Well there you go. There so, you and go. a couple of other like local pros. And then they had some pro cyclists who were in and stuff like that. So yeah. Other than other than the you know the the results you just listed, I feel like there have been some other races that have happened recently. We can touch on real quickly. Uh, just to sum up, uh, Gwen, we were just discussing yes. Gwen Another is winning win. cups. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah she's on the on the comeback road for sure. I think. And yes, they are World Cups. They're not World WTS. Not WTCS. Hey, a win's a win, and it's points on the board, and it's giving a chance to be at those races at the start of the year. Yeah. And the other one this past weekend was uh, Ironman Portugal, which we were just talking uh, Marjolaine Pierre uh, won. And uh, we're not going to dive into it, but she did it in the midst of dealing with a lot of drama in her personal life, which I have to just respect that because like it can be hard to pull off an Ironman when you're like stressed. Yeah, like debut Ironman and especially with her long, I'm going to be really conscious. I know. I I don't know how she does it. How do you run with your hair loose? Like I know this is really like a great stupid female question, but my hair gets tangled just in a ponytail. She if does it's not an entire like Ironman with her hair loose. Can you imagine the knots and the mess of that? Anyway, uh, and her partner uh, was or Clement was racing as well, but I don't think he finished. I I, yeah, I mean, he just did these. Like, but yeah, anyway, so lots of controversy and stuff like that. But yes, she won. Actually, quite a few. Another rookie, um, Liv, Liv Mitchell, who's actually based out of Girona. She was third in her debut. Uh, Anna Rashman was second. Um, and then on the... Peter uh, Heimrich side, won, Peter Heimrich, thank you. Yeah, yeah which, which is I, cool. It may he's also said, yeah. be his debut. Everyone's making their debut right now. He, it was... No, he's done Ironman before, oh, but yeah. it was his first Ironman win. Mm. So he he was in the Hamburg race. Uh, not the Hamburg. Yes, oh, the Hamburg the one, race yeah. with Jan and that. But he And he beat... 
he beat Jan, but he didn't take the win. And he's had like a resurgence of his career this year, which is awesome to see because he's a super guy, nice guy. And this, so this was his first full distance win. Um, this is yeah. such a weird time because we also, we were just talking huge list for Florida in two weeks, which we won't dive into right now, but there's a lot of people who are both like using now to lock down qualification for next year or like lock down points for the end of the year. So they have money, all that kind of stuff. And there's people who are like making debuts. There's a people who are like doing their first one. And now throw the spanner in the works that Ironman announced the 2024, their pro series, which again, we can talk about on another podcast, sure. but just like a lot of people I think had started to think about races and then that was announced, which I'm going to say should have been announced after the Kona race, but that's another story. And now people are sort of going, oh, actually, maybe I need to reassess which right. races maybe I'm doing. Do and and maybe don't do Florida. Maybe don't do Florida. Maybe do like, yeah, the Texas, the Cairns, the Hamburg that are on the list for next year. Yeah, I was joking. There's like the whole Iran Pro Series, you know, from my perspective or any spectators, it's just like, okay, that's cool. From your all perspectives, there's like 100 people who are going to spend the next month with like spreadsheets figuring out exactly what makes yeah, sense yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know, at the end of the day, and we can talk about it in another episode, at the end of the day, it's more money into the sport. Yeah. It's giving the long course athletes a chance because we can do f- full distance Ironman. I do feel sorry for like, I haven't seen it actually on the women's side, but somebody did like a, a rankings of if that series had been involved. Oh, I saw, I saw the women's. This year. Oh, you did? Who was, who was top for the women's? Uh, Alice Alberts was really high up, but I can't remember who. Oh, won. I can imagine. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, Matt Hansen won for the men's yes, obviously he was yes. a training and he's like licking he's so excited about next year um <laughs> but I'm not sure whether seeing him like having won this year if it had been that way is a is a good thing or not but yeah people change yeah. their uh yeah yeah their race picks but yeah it'll be interesting I think you're right like long course athletes will stick to the Ironman Pro Series or will probably and mid- mid-distance will stick to the PTO yeah. give or take yeah but but for you people who still need to make money, you could figure yes. that all out. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I, for, for me, people that need to make money are just choosing the races for the end of the year that don't have prize money <laughs> and missing Kona. So it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, however, if anyone wants to donate some prize money to my next few races or give me some contracts for next year or a job even, that would be a great. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go get a job. But you're doing Patagonia, man. Uh, that's what's left. And that'll be very exciting, too. Yeah, super excited about that. I don't have a crew yet. Um, so that's the next little job. Like, obviously, nothing really existed after, like, after Kona. So now, and then Sir Grail, obviously, the bigger race. Um, so now I need to sort of get my axing, assing gear for uh, Patagon Man, seeing as it's not just a simple turn up and race event, this one. So it needs a little bit more thought. And I do need a, to get my crew together. To, to tackle that race, yeah. Well, you let me know if I need to fly down to Patagonia. Okay, I'll done. Okay. Yeah, done. <laughs> we can do that one, yeah. All right, yeah. well, we will recap uh, more next week as we get back into these last races of the year. So Yes, I might be back in Boulder. I don't know where Who I'll knows? be next week. It's a mystery, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're playing where in the world is at the moment again. All right, well, good to chat with you, Sid, from, from Girona. Thanks, Kelly. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. 
We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Amino Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah. It seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like Tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science-backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing. And use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. So I feel like the big news here, the biggest news is that Jocelyn now wants to do the Ironman World Championship <laughs> next year. I think I've lost my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's always been like, hard no, I am totally retired. My last Ironman was in 2012. And I'm like, I'm never doing one again. I'm never flying with my bike again. Um, and then... They just announced this week that there's going to be qualifying slots at certain 70.3s. And I'm already planning to do Eagle Man and like going for like a sub five finish, which I think is what would get me in the top five in my age group. The slots don't roll down. So it's kind of it's pretty motivating. And it, I think it was from like Kelly, you were saying there's a lot of women not taking their knee slots because they think the course is too hard. There's a bunch of reasons women aren't taking their knee spots. Like one is that, yeah, whatever. There's demographic reasons or geographical reasons. There's perception reasons. Like numbers went up after they saw knees. Okay. And then numbers have gone up again after Kona. You know what I mean? But still, mm -hmm. but still. But yeah, I was like, I'm not afraid of a hard course. Like I was just like, I was looking at the elevation. It's like 8,000 feet in Nice, right? And I was like, well, I've done Embra Man, which is also in France in the French Alps. And it's 11,800 feet. <laughs> and that was like one of my best pro finishes. I got fifth place there. And it's like, to this day, one of my proudest finishes. And then I did the inaugural St. George full Ironman, which was like seven, 7,000 feet of climbing. So I'm like, I could do that. Yeah, of course you could do it. Yeah, obviously. No one's questioning that, Jocelyn. We just want to know if you're throwing your hat back in the ring. That's all. <laughs> um, it's, I am very seriously considering unretiring from Ironman. And it's, it's also because of the fact that it's an all women's race. And that just seems like we don't know how long this is going to go on for. Right. Right. So, and it'll be the first time that the Ironman World Championships is outside the U.S. for women. So it just seems pretty cool. And it is, I think, I'm pretty sure it is cheaper for me to compete in Nice than Kona. Oh, like coming from the, from the East Coast? Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Now, was Khadija also saying? Yeah. If I qualify, I'm going. Wait, what are you are you doing one of the so so okay, so okay. So Iron Man announced new ways to get women to the start line because of all these, like, you know, because of sexism and math. And so what so there's 70.3s now that you can qualify at. There's also all the podium finishers at Kona will automatically qualify for knees. And then there's also AWA and a year rankings. So just just for people who didn't know this. But so Khadija. Are you saying you're doing one of the 70.3s that's on the list? I'm doing two of them. Oh, <laughs> which ones? I'm doing Galveston and I do chat every year because it's like right at my back door. Yeah. Because there was not, it's like, it's only like, I counted, there's only like 20. And there's yeah. some of them obviously are, uh, there's only a couple in Asia, which I kind of, I mean, I would have liked to see some more 70.3s in mm-hmm. like South America and Asia if we're going to. I screenshotted know, the. Uh... Find that the locations but yeah oceanside texas st george those are coeur d'alene those are like the big there's US one in ones. vietnam yeah chattanooga mm-hmm. ah so there you go oh so are we all gonna go oh it's gonna be so much fun yeah <laughs> we'll have a real surprise. you're more confident about a top five than i am it's gonna be it's gonna be a stretch for me but i'm i'm gonna go for it. i definitely want to race um in france the last time i had a chance to race in france i didn't go but this time i'm i'm gonna go no, i I'm also def- like the idea of not having to do an iron man to qualify right. that's, that's like, really that's what like fires yeah. me up is like it seems like it's like this money and time saving hack oh yeah money that's like one of the big <laughs> One of the big hack. I don't know if it's a hack, but but Khadija, um, I was when you said that. So I know, like last time you didn't race in France was because of like their shitty policies. But I think you want, like, you like want to go now, and right? Am I like? Yeah, I just didn't have the emotional. I just didn't have the emotional energy to deal with it. Um, and at the time, the WT rules and the USAT rules weren't on my side. Mm -hmm. Um, and they are now. And um, I'm hoping I'm putting it out there to every Muslim woman that's uh, with me, that watches, that follows me on Instagram. If there's a race in your area to qualify, try to qualify. Um, and I'm, I'm racing in my hijab. And then I'm going to yeah. call every masjid in the area to say, please show up and cheer us on. That's mm-hmm. what I, I was going to say, I heard a, mm-hmm. I heard a rumor that we want to, we want to do like a big, you know, organizing is not the right word, but you know what I'm saying? Like get a lot of women there um, in mobilization. mobilization. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I guess it is about my faith, but it's about women in general. I'm tired oh, of yeah. people telling us how to show up. Yeah. We mm-hmm. want to show up fully covered or we want to show up in a string bikini. It's our bodies and it's, we have the right to do it the way we want to do it. Yeah. And France has been super shitty. They like, especially with that, like, that Olympic hijab ban recently, which I think is yeah. like kind of, yeah. yeah. Some really of their best is. ballers are are Muslims and they can't, they can't play in world cup events. They, they're not technically, they're not even allowed to participate in public events or go wow. to a public university just because they wear hijab. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you definitely have to come to Nice. Yeah. 100%. I have energy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play with me. I have yeah. energy now. Good. I feel like, I feel like this, we can make this happen. Yes. And we'll do a, yeah. I like mobilization is the right word. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that 2024 um, is going to be, I'm racing for myself. I'm actually getting a coach. Uh, some of you Ooh. may know TNC at James. Okay. Uh, she's going to be coaching me. And um, I've, I've been an okay athlete, just kind of doing things for myself, but I'm going to invest a little bit in myself next year and try to get there and, um, like I said, I got energy now. Good. I like it. The only mm-hmm. downside, no van. Yeah, I can't <laughs> ship the van over, but hey. <laughs> so wait, who else? Is anybody else still doing stuff the rest of this year? Or is everyone done now? I'm done. I am rehabbing my running injury and just getting pumped for next year. Getting pumped. I have exactly. Clash. Oh, Daytona. Oh, uh... uh, yeah okay yeah yeah i'm done and i'm parking in the infield How about you, oh, Kelly? oh nice i like it they have camping it's gonna be cool <laughs> so you guys before i left for kona a friend of mine wanted me to pace her in a hundred miler and i was like yeah and then i didn't like work out for two weeks basically and now apparently that's next weekend 
and I agreed and we had dinner on Sunday and I was like, wait, wait, how many miles did I say I would do? <laughs> like, so apparently, and apparently I'm running like 24 miles, like some thousands of feet of elevation, who knows? Okay. But, uh, what mile marker do you get to join? Or, right. So this is why I think it's okay because mm-hmm. I'm joining her at like 45 ish. Yeah. So like, I oh, feel she'll like be she'll be tired. Right? She'll be like, tired. She'll be fine. Wait, yeah. is she like an elite? She's, she's like she's my speed. Best. So like, okay. if I give her 45 miles to get worn out, yeah, yeah, I should be fine. Right. You'll be fine. And if it's at nighttime, make sure you have a jacket. Cause when the one time I paced my friend and in his hundred miler attempt, um, I think I got him at mile 60 and it was nighttime and I was all ready to run. I was going to run like, you're not running at that point, no. 20 miles. We were walking and exactly. I had, we jogged, we still were jogging and then we ditched our jackets, which is such a big mistake. Cause then he like was walking the rest of the way and then we were freezing cold. And so there was not much running. I'm actually hoping for not much running. That's sort of my like, mm-hmm. dream scenario. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the question. How is your friend when really tired? Yeah, right. Like, how is this going to go? Do they externalize, you know? Are they, like, outwardly grumpy and are going to be, you know? I feel like there's going to be a lot of of internalizing. And uh, and she signed up. To be clear, these are, like, friends of ours. So she signed up me and my husband. And he, and I'm kind of like, okay, I've never, I've, like, been at ultras, but I've never, like, crewed for anyone or paced for anyone. He's, Mm -hmm. like, never even, like, been to an ultra. He like went to that 50k I did last year and he was like, why is everyone walking? So <laughs> this is gonna be great, just so you know. It's gonna go really well. I think it'll be yeah, more well, fun. Than I, I just said I don't want to run at night. So as long as I don't run at night, I don't care. Yeah. But I don't want to get attacked. And I'm tapered. And tapered. Exactly. I ran I ran like an hour and a half yesterday, so I feel totally ready for this. You're totally fine. Totally yeah. ready. Yeah. Yeah exactly it's, um <laughs> and if you want to slow her down just make sure like you keep feeding her the snacks it's like hey we need a snack break let's keep your energy up oh have you guys ever done that when you're like training like serious training with somebody who's a little bit faster than you you just ask them questions that they have long-winded answers mm-hmm. to <laughs> yes yes, yes. <laughs> that was my very first date with ben we rode bikes together and i only found out afterwards that he does not talk much but like, I just asked him these questions the entire <laughs> two hour bike ride because otherwise he was half wheeling me and riding away from me. It was the only way yeah. I could get him to like, not be super annoying. Oh, I see it yeah. worked. It was great. Yeah. yeah. It worked. It worked. Um, yeah. We do have a voicemail. Eh? So I feel like we, uh, I want to remind everybody they can send us voicemails and we're going to play it right now and then talk about it real briefly. It is from a little while ago. So I will say it's about the whole boston marathon singlet controversy that we talked about god way back before kona so i was listening to the podcast regarding the tracksmith instagram post i want to make one clarification i think the uh uproar this year was more that they changed the shirt from being you have to have boston qualified to you have to have boston qualified and registered for the marathon which meant that anyone who actually met the time but was cut later on um, due to the excess amount of applicants, uh, they were not going to let buy the actual shirt. All right. Thank you for that. Um, We always welcome voicemails and especially, you know, there's some really good uh, points brought up about like Mm -hmm. clarification details for for anybody who followed this whole controversy before. Um, So the big question I have is, are we going to have special niece only if you take your spot yeah this is gonna be our yeah our fine print because i want more people right like you have to like sign up forward me your registration confirmation Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're like tickets exactly i want to see we're gonna make people regret (laughs) turning down their slots because they're not gonna get this special exclusive super cool t-shirt shirt I will say we did start brainstorming merch like the feisty crew when we were because obviously we were selling like some you know those t-shirts and stuff we did start brainstorming niece merch and I feel like that we have some like there's some ideas but we like can't quite figure out what like what's like your what's the what's the theme right like what's like a French style to like make it look cool those little hats I forgot what yeah, they're no. called <laughs> I was told those are not 
cool. Berets. We are not doing Berets. Those. <laughs> um, I I think we should have a shirt with like the croissant emoji and say, it'll be like I'm here for the croissants. Okay. Croissants <laughs> were an emoji. Except for Kelly, except for who Kelly. Hates croissants. Uh we were playing more around with something <laughs> like we're not here to play nice, you know? Like, uh, oh, everyone's like, oh, okay. Or nice girls finish last. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Something, but like not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> but the other big question, I feel like Jocelyn, right. I mean, they just announced that age group nationals is also going to be right in your backyard. Yes. For nice. So you've gone from being retired to having many, many races. On your um, yeah. So if you do an Olympic and a sprint back-to-back the weekend before an Ironman, is that considered a good final workout? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you're going to do a 35-mile, 30-40-mile brick anyway, so. Because it's right there. Yeah, and you might like, as well I get feel a like I, I got to do it. But I also don't want to fly with my bike. Is there tri-bike transport to France? It just takes I don't want to travel with my yeah. bike and a toddler. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, it sounds like I you have a very you. busy schedule, Jocelyn. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I have to. So now that she's said it on the podcast, yeah, she has to do it. No, no, you're not committed to I anything. have to qualify to first. You either way. Like, right. first, I gotta. I, I'm not gonna assume that I'm gonna qualify at Eagleman. I have to actually, like, work my butt off and, like, yeah, get back yeah, in that shape. is how that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah generally speaking. Unless I want to do an Ironman, which I like another one to qualify, which I don't. No. No. Going back to the qualification stuff, why did they decide no roll down? I mean, I I support that. They decided that if they were going to extend it to new pathways, right? To like short, like adult, like obviously you used to be able to qualify at 70.3. So I'm not saying this is like a totally new way to qualify. Like, it existed for a long time, but they decided if they were going to take spots off of the foals and reallocate them to other ways that they wanted to leave it super elite, right? So that basic, because the concern is not that like, it's not that there aren't 2,000 women that can do nice, right? Like there are. It's that for various reasons, like the those best 2,000 women in the world, like aren't choosing to do it. And some of that's because a lot of them were fucking in Kona and like all the North American Ironmans are right now around Kona. So like they can't qualify. So it's like, so if those women are doing 70.3, right? Like if they're doing something else, then let's just get them over there to the start line instead of, but they didn't want it to roll down because yeah, they wanted, they wanted to try and like. Cause they it. don't want like, it to be like a watered down world champion. Yeah. Which like, I, was I would to think be of the way concerned that, they wouldn't like, be able to finish as well. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not in love with the whole like watered down worries. Cause mm-hmm. I was trying to think of another way to say that, but they were basically like, if we create this new way to qualify let's keep it at least somewhat exclusive e you know yeah it's to entice the faster people right because like the faster people whoever they are for various reasons like aren't at the ironmans and taking the spots right now so you know i also think 70.3 and then from like a building the sport up perspective like 70.3 we know is like a super more approachable like women represent a higher and there are more women then who then will have something to chase and it's like and then if they can get a top five at the 70.3 all of a sudden it's like this goal that's like both attainable and also a worthwhile goal right like it like gives you something to, to motivate you right yeah i'm it worked for me i mean whoever <laughs> their like person is that decided all this totally like got totally me worked. fired up about it there you go there's some 70.3 athletes they're just they're not even interested in fulls i know for for me if i know a bunch of friends are gonna do a full i'll i'll do a full i but i just like to do one every year there's some years i don't do one one -hmm. year i did two just because i knew you know friends would be there but i'm not really like a it's it's a huge commitment and it's a totally it's oh it's a yeah. very different event yeah. i'm running laps around the soccer field while my kids are you know right yeah they're all embarrassed like can't you be a normal mom and you know this other kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> you got your kicker on the side of the right. field right. good job you know it's like, what is this <laughs> i'm also i'm not sure like 
I actually have never had a ton of success doing two folds in a year. Like I'm not somebody who like likes to do it. I know people do like seven now these days. I've done but, eight like, folds. Right. Like whatever. But I'm not <laughs> one of those people. I'm like, I just want to. So I'm actually, so I'm signed up for two or I'm signed up for one. and I'm hoping to qualify for Nice then. Right. So that would be two. Oh, so that you don't have to so do I'm like, <laughs> so I'm actually not like, I'm like, well, right now I feel like Nice is just going to be a, what did you start a celebration of wh- how awesome it is being a woman doing triathlon stuff. Like, I don't actually, cause I don't think I'll pull off like racing it. Cause I'll feel like, eh, I'm here. I have my beret. My other pastries besides croissants. You're not a croissant pastry. <laughs> a celebration of women doing triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sarah said in when when she had to, you know, her busy schedule and had to talk to me for half an hour. That's that's what she called Ugh. it. A celebration of how awesome it is to be a woman on the island doing triathlon stuff. And so that was what we were sloganing. Okay, the if whole time. I want there to be a M dot beret in the merch tent. Like I would buy that. Okay. Would you? Would you? That would be hilarious. Would. That would be absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and super people unique. would buy them. People uh, would buy them. Yeah, they probably would. They probably I think would. they actually would. The merch because was like very. <laughs> the merch is very like trendy now. It's like cool now. Like the twenty six year olds with us were like, oh, this is like they like wanted it. It was like much hipper than it used to be yeah I have like no hip m dot stuff because I started boycotting Ironman events too so this is another reason why I'm like kind of want to do this is you remember that with the whole 50 women to Kona thing started like 2015 I think my last m dot was like eagle man in 2016 and I was like they don't provide equal equal slots to women so I'm gonna boycott all the Ironman events and apparently it worked this is like how my so. mom's boycott of Blockbuster totally worked. And now they're exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have no M dot merchandise other than the free bags and the free t shirts. I have none. Oh, yeah. I don't. I just didn't. Yeah, that, I, I got, got a, a t shirt when I was in South Africa. I got a polo for a friend, but I I haven't bought it. I just because they give you so much. It's like why buy it? Yeah. I have a t shirt from each of my races, like each of my fulls that I bought after. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The one with the, so that I can be like at the, I feel like at the end of my life, right? I'm gonna be like, look at what I did. Look at all of these. That's what my the finisher medals are. For. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the medals are. I have no idea where those are. Yeah. <laughs> I like the flags too. I keep the flag, the flags on my wall. So the if there's, yeah. So like, instead of repainting, I just put the flag up. There's always a flag in the bag. <laughs> there's always a flag in the bag. Oh, well. yeah. I'll Who send knew? you a picture. They have huh. those little banners, you know, those little banners. Yeah. 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 They're always in the bag. So I just hang them up on the wall. I got mad because when I did Maryland, they didn't have the flag. So I hung the t-shirt up on the wall. That's just as classy, Khadija. Isn't it? Totally. <laughs> and it's so much better than painting. <laughs> yep. All Damn right. It. Well, uh, I feel like we're all set for next year. Yeah. Oh, speaking of French people, can we talk about oh, right. the, the drama? Oh, you want to talk about the drama? <laughs> yeah. So we were going to get, get, get by. Right. I was like, oh, we're not going to talk. So, okay. I feel like, all right. Sam Laidlow, who is half French and half British uh posted a crazy post on instagram on thursday last week and it started with you will not take this away from me and then it went on in seven slides of text there were pictures to name names of people who have wronged him and who have started a campaign against him to accuse him of doping and i think the reason like if you kind of just have to go and like he's taken it he has since deleted it but, Which makes it worse that he but, deleted no, it. No, I feel like he's 24. Someone told him, like, hey, you're going to get sued for, like, libel. Um, So he took it down. But so you can't go to read it anymore. But what, you really just needed to read the actual text because it was so 24-year-old melodramatic. Um, It included the phrase, you have rained tears on down on my victory. And it closed with the sentence, just accept that I am smarter and work harder than you. So... <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? I loved his confidence. <laughs> I did not read this. I who what was the what was the list of names? Well, so Rudy von Berg Sr., like Rudy von Berg's dad okay. is like the main person he's mad at because he says he started an email campaign um against him. And then it was like some other pros, like 
who he says have like said things about him. But the best part was then one of the other French pros uh, who he like called out got into the comments and basically in French said, fuck you. I didn't say any, I didn't like gossip. I just answered like the, you know, the investigative agency came to me and asked me questions and I just answered them honestly. Don't be like spreading my name around. So I was like, well, this, <laughs> this really backfired. <laughs> I didn't know nothing. he was only 24. So that explains some of it. That explains some of it, right? Like when I was 24, I definitely had a list of people who I would hate forever. His prefrontal cortex is not fully <laughs> Thank formed you, yet. Thank you. <laughs> I just, I'm like picturing like other world champions like Jan Fredino or right, like Chelsea, yeah. Daniela Reeve. Right. Like, <laughs> just accept that I'm like smarter and work harder than you, like on the podium, like to the person, like to the left, to the person to the right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see Daniela saying that. No, 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 not gonna happen. I uh, did not realize how many ir- full Iron Man she's actually won. I know this is my okay. This is my like low key unbelievable. My low key campaign always is like when people are like, "Oh, Jan Ferdinand's the goat." It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Daniela has won ten world titles, five full, five seventy point three. Like, let's be super real. 16 that's full Iron yeah, Man. That's insane. and people throw that term "goat" around like so. Just like frivolously, 16 of those things, if nothing else. And she, the way she's classy when she wins or when she loses, she makes her, she makes a point. I see on like the little videos, it's not like she makes a big deal about it. She makes a point of congratulating people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I ever won one Iron Man title, which I thought like right before COVID, that was like my big goal, right? And then COVID, COVID's the reason I'm not an Iron Man champion. I would talk about it all the time, guys, <laughs> everywhere on my Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah. But you can't take that away from you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jocelyn, I feel like is it. So there were obviously there are different camps about the whole Sam Instagram post. And I feel like a lot of people were just like there for the drama. And I feel like Jocelyn is one of those like hand me the popcorn. I'm here. Yes. Yes, that's me. I was like <laughs> sitting back with the popcorn. Give me more. Give hey, me she more. She sent me a message. She's like, did you see the did you see the drama? I'm like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. Did you see? I was like, you need your own show as the disc turns. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a segment as the disc turns. <laughs> she knows all the drama. The latest drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I need Jocelyn to like tell me what's going on because I honestly like I had heard a little bit of it but I didn't see okay okay and now it's gone so if anybody screenshotted it I I see I I only I didn't screenshot all of it I really should have because it was quality Mm. okay I'll find whatever publication has the text and I'll send it to our group chat there was like half of it in French. And so somebody on Slow Twitch translated the half in French. Um, yes. Yeah, which is also fantastic. Page. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the half in French was where, yeah, he also like, what's the word when you like uh, dunk on yourself? Like he revealed that he is the subject of a ITA investigation, which is like the Iron Man investigative arm, which they won't even confirm or deny. even. Da- so it's like, oh, honey. I don't think you were supposed to say that. <laughs> I think he also admits that he was malnourished from age 13 to age 18. Yeah, he, this, that's why I was confused too. I was like, what are you talking about? That's why I thought he was like translated from French to English. I was like, is he not, is he not clear on? Because no, you know it's not English. a word for word thing when you translate from one language. Right. Why would that come up? Because, okay, so Sarah, he got really in the weeds about, like, specific accusations. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, this specific person said this thing about how, like, my feet grew and that proves I'm on hormones, right? And then so then he, would like, had to explain, like, oh, well, no, really, it was because I was malnourished for six years. And so then my feet, right? So he got, like, really in the weeds about, like, each specific detail. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And then you're like, how were you malnourished for six years? And then suddenly, like, what, six years later, you're world champion. I don't know, man. Dudes be weird. So. Well, yeah. So maybe we just have a segment every week where we explain triathlon drama to Sarah. 
Yeah. 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 So, you know, you know, at some point when he just is beaten by the wrong person, they're going to turn around and be like, just accept yes. that I'm smarter and work harder. I cannot wait yes. for that day because that's hilarious. You want to see that. <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah. All right. So um, to wrap up our return, I feel like Sarah, <laughs> do you have a random question for us this week? I I do. So one of the things I was very tickled about is I had a few people come up and tell me they listened to our podcast while I was in Kona, which really I thought was awesome, Um, including, okay, first of all, I do not go out at night. He came to the after party, guys. She did. I came I came to the post-race party. The feisty crew is there, minus the youngins. The youngins were all in bed. Uh, they were rowdy, you folks. <laughs> they were rowdy. Um, I won't name names, but some of the feisty staff were trying to get me to take shots, and I had to say no about it. It wasn't me, times. guys, honestly, because I don't do shots. No, it wasn't Kelly. It wasn't Kelly. Um, but I appreciated their energy. There was a lot of energy there. But at this post race party, uh, one of you know one of our feisty listeners came over and told me that she listens to the podcast. So I'm wondering if anybody else has had a little like. Hey, I listen to the podcast from somebody you don't know, and it's just like a let's share it because it feels good to know that we actually have people who listen to, to it. Know that we have people. Your, your <laughs> I will tell you, I have had. I mean, so obviously Kona, like people came up. Um, there are some important people at different organizations also listening. I have had that dropped oh. in, just so you guys know. Ooh. <laughs> So say hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> but I feel like Khadija gets people, right? Yeah, I've had a couple of people come up to me and say, and I've had a couple of friends uh, like post on my Facebook. Oh, I heard you on the um on the podcast. Are you going to be on there all the time? It's like, yeah, they don't kick me off <laughs> for, now, no. <laughs> for now. I've had so sometimes I'll post links in my Facebook. And then I, so, and I'm in a local tri club, but I don't assume, I don't ever assume that everyone listens, but I, I've had like side conversations with like triathletes in my tri club. And then where they'll throw in a, by the way, I really enjoy the podcast. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Like we're just taking this opportunity to say we feel the love back. So thank you, everybody, who listens to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, and thanks for letting us know that you listen because, you know, it's fun just talking to the four fun. of us. But it's even nicer to know that you know, our editor yeah, isn't doing yeah, this for yeah. nothing. <laughs> and leave us voicemails. Oh, right. I'm so oh, to get the sign okay. off. Yeah, this is another week. Of oh, yeah, I was writing. just going to press stop. That felt like a good mails. end, but you go for it, man. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm going for it. And uh, those your voicemails or are your messages of love. They're always welcome. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a Feisty Try sponsor, mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often underfuel, and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do, uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down Precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel and Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe, which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers 1000 milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16 ounce water bottle. 
which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration. And that can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use Precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating. I, I felt like that too, but it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula. And then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists, like no sales necessary. Um, you can find a wealth of information, all of this in their Precision Knowledge Hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like Feisty Try Podcast and the number one five, or, you know, like functional threshold power, FTP15 at pfandh.com. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with, oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. TryHard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're going to need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of TryHard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now, too, for anyone who wants to try, you know, try, try hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the try hard products with the code 20 feisty. That's two zero feisty for 20 percent off store wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20 feisty for 20 percent off at tryhard.co. 